Guys Podcast. I'm Jonah. I'm Nathan. And as always, brought to you by us. Today we will be continuing our bonus series, Ranking the Ice, where we will be ranking the top 31 centers in the NHL, 31 to 16. Now, I said 31 to 16 because each episode is two parts. Next episode coming out on Sunday will be 15 to 1. And we've also released goalies and centers. So that's four episodes in total. I'd watch before you watch this because I might reference something and Nathan might mean something that we already talked about in the other two episodes. With that being said, I think we should get started. I do just want to say that in case you're confused, we do use position eligibility. So you will see at some point or another, Braden Point on my list of left wings. He's not a left winger, but is he eligible to play left wing? Yes. So that counts. And I think we should start off with some honorable mentions. Do you have any, Nathan? Um... I'm kind of forgetting, but I have Brady Kachuk of the Calgary Flames. I have Sorry, I'm kind of lagging here. I oh, I have I have a uh, Max Pacioretty of the Golden Knights. And yeah, I'd say those are my main two. I mean, I think that Janssen deserves to be on that list. I don't know, maybe Hyman. Yeah. So I think we should start. For me, at number 31, I have Tyler Bertuzzi. Now, basically, Bertuzzi, I feel like because Detroit is trying to rebuild that it's not the worst thing because if if he was if he was on a team that's trying to win now, that's a major yikes. And it still is a major yikes. But due to the fact that it's not like Detroit needs to win now, you know, it's not the worst for his team, but he's still the worst player on this list, I think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I meant to say Matthew Kachuk, not Brady Kachuk. Thank you, Jonah, for correcting me. Um, at 31 for me, I have Dustin Brown of the LA Kings. If I'm not mistaken, Dustin Brown is pretty old, so he's lost his skill by now. And playing on a team that's not good does not make him any better. And for that simple reason, he bottoms my list. Very well said. Now for me, at number 30... I had a player that I grew up not liking. I just respected, if you know what I mean. And that player is uh, Miller of the Calgary, uh, not Calgary, Vancouver Canucks. I'm sorry, you said Calgary in it. Yeah. Makes me up. But my point is that, you know, I always, I know, I don't like the Canucks, but I just sometimes cheer for the underdogs. Like, I cheered for Columbus against Boston. I cheered for Carolina against Boston. Everybody, maybe I just hate Boston. No, I'm just kidding. But Vancouver was always the underdog. Them and Philly were the two biggest, when I started watching hockey in 2016, 2016, the first year the Leafs made the playoffs, it was like 
those two, in my opinion, were the two worst teams. And I always respected how Miller is on a bad team and he could still, you know, he still doesn't give up and he still tries his hardest, like his hardest. Sorry. Like you said last episode with the centers and how I said in the goalies, Ben Bishop and other players like that, they keep on fighting. They grind. And I feel like if he was down 3-0, he wouldn't give up. And I think, you know, I respect him for that. But he is not the best left wing. Yeah, you'll see he's a little bit higher up on my list, but not by much. Also, I'd just like to apologize if the sound quality of this is poor. We are doing this over the phone. Obviously, we can't see each other. And I'd just like to take a moment to say I hope everyone is doing well, staying healthy, taking care of yourself and others. And obviously, social distance, don't touch your face, wash your hands, be careful, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Sorry if I stole your line there. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was thinking. It's like you read my mind. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, I, no, I'm just kidding. You did amazing. I was waiting for you to say, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and you did. Yeah. All right, um. At 30, I have Minnesota's very own Zach Parise. I used to love Parise in, like, 2015, 16, 17, maybe even 2018. But he's completely fallen off a cliff, and everyone's forgotten about him. But I still like him, not as much as I used to, And uh, but his skill has really dropped. I like his hockey IQ, though. His skating's gotten worse. And when he does retire... He'll be, had a great career in my mind. Yeah, and you're going to see just, you know, I respect careers kind of like how I had Quick at 13. He's a bit higher up on my list, not that much higher. For me, at 29, I have Andre, I have, I think it's Andres Lee. And I think that's how you pronounce his name, of the New York Islanders. Now, could you imagine if Tavares was here? Could you imagine? What would have been? Tavares Barzali. Could you imagine this New York team? Now, for me, Lee would be a great second liner, but I don't think he's a first liner in my eyes. He played on New York, and he had, an, a, I think, an impressive year last year. I mean... I mean, look, I wasn't expecting that much, so maybe it's just me, and it's just me thinking, well, he exceeded my expectations, which were pretty low. But I just feel like he played better than I expected in 2019, so my expectations were really high for 2020, and then he kind of fell off a cliff. That's just my eyes. Maybe I'm being uh, melodramatic, but I just feel like he has, like, such a solid year. He had, like, 20 goals, 23 assists in, 20, in 2020, which is solid. But I just feel like I was expecting way more from him. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I completely respect that and understand. For me at 29 is Tyler Bertuzzi. I know you had him at 31. But yeah. I don't know if you can agree with me, but I think he is one of the lone, if not the lone and only player that Dylan Larkin has made better out there in Detroit. Yeah. Um, 
I would have loved to put Bertuzzi higher, like, like 27, 28. But I'm just like, there are so many good players in today's NHL, you know? We can rank them I all know. you want, and I'd just like to take a moment to reiterate the fact that if we're saying a player is in the bottom half, it doesn't mean they're bad. Right. Every Well, if you're in the NHL, obviously you're an amazing, amazing hockey player. But just because your favorite player might not be in the top five, the player's probably still very good. And I don't yeah. think Bertuzzi's bad, nor do I think he's good. I think he could play second line, but that's just me. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Now, for me at number 28, I have Jack Hughes. Now, look. I call this from the start. Hughes, I said, well, me and Nathan were just chatting. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast. I think we have, but there's usually a bust in the top four, in every top four. Let's just say top five, because that's five. Yeah, great. Yeah, top five. You have Aaron Ekblad, the number one pick. Ah, I don't love him. Uh, you have, uh, oh, why am I blanking right now on Chicago? Uh, Chicago Dylan Strome. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. He was drafted by Arizona. So we were just chatting, and I remember you said, and we agreed that there's not that, we didn't know who was going to be the bust. So you said there might not be a bust at all, and I said, and I agreed, and I said, if there is a bust, it'll be Hughes, because I'm afraid he's going to get taken by his name. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's, um, sorry to cut you off, it's Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks, the rookie defenseman, who has a shot at the Calder. I don't even know if they're giving out awards this year, but... I also, think he'll win the Calder, that's just me. Also... I think- Definitely going to win the call. Also, Jesse Pugliarvi of the Edmonton Oilers was a bust. He went fourth overall in the Matthews draft. Maybe we'll do a separate separate one grading, like, drafts. I don't know. So when I was creating my left-winger rankings, I'm pretty sure I saw Jack Hughes as his center only. Was I wrong? Um, on Cap Friendly? Yeah, Cap Friendly depth charts. Oh, uh, Cap Friendly depth charts. Big shout out to Cap Friendly. Best website ever, and everyone should use it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw left wing. Yeah, whatever. Um, sometimes it, it, it honestly said like wing, and I took it as left because I have someone else at right, and you guys are gonna have to wait and see. All right, so um, if I missed it, my bad. But what uh? So you'll see I actually don't have Jack Hughes on my list, but it is what it is. At 28, I have a New Jersey player. Here's my left winger from New Jersey, Nikita Gusev. So so both, sorry to cut you off, but both New Jersey players are at 28. Yes. Now, after you're done, I do have a question for you. Sure. Uh, Nikita Gusev was... Uh, I think he has the potential to develop into a top 15 winger in the NHL. But he's not there yet. He's getting some good playing time. He's obviously not playing on a good team, which probably lowers his morale, but that's just me. He's a young guy. Anyway, I have faith in him. And I think if we revisited this next year, he could jump up maybe like five, six spots. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Now, for me, uh, actually, sorry, I'm going to get to the question. If Jack Hughes could have went on your list, would he be at 28? 
Or where would he be? Let's start with that. Where would he be? Um, I'd say 27. Okay. And so, so basically, so just, he'd be above Gusev, Bertuzzi, Parise, Brown. Actually, I wouldn't have Gusev. So he'd he'd be above Bertuzzi, Parise, Brown, and the player I have at 27, which we will get to shortly. Okay, for me, at 27, I have Nyquist. Now, look, I said this before, and I really actually, like, I just say it for a bunch of their players. Again, you you would be a great player if you played on a different line. But because of the way they've handled, I feel like, the situation... You don't know what I'm talking about, Columbus, in the Big Four. I really, really don't think they prepared well. Like I said last two episodes, or last episode, I thought that they were at least expecting one of the four to stay. And when all four left, it was like jumping, you know the ice water challenge when you have like the, uh, bu- the bucket of ice water and they dump it on your head? It got dumped on their head. They were not even expecting it, and it just happened. That's a great... So, for me... Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. It's like they they fell off a cliff. They really did. They really fell off a cliff. And they weren't expecting it, and they had to make a move. And they put him on the first line. So, I feel like he'd be almost a top... He'd be a top 50 and maybe left wing in a few years. But for me, he does not get to be uh, top 15, not even top 20, not top 25 left wing this year. Yeah, so the big four from Columbus, I'll just say it again. It was Sergey Bobrovsky, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Dezingle, and Artemi Panarin. Yeah. But... You said they hoped one would stay, and that's obviously true. I think they thought one. Maybe I misspoke. Yeah. They were expecting one of them would stay. But I'm no expert reporter or critic or anything, but I did look at the facts, which is something you normally do. Yeah. And the facts went like this. Bobrovsky and Panarin had sold their houses or apartments, whatever. I don't think, sorry to cut you off, I don't think they were expecting him to stay. I think out of everybody, they were expecting uh, Dezingle to stay. Yeah, so I'll get there. Okay. Matt Duchesne had made it clear before he was traded that he wanted to switch teams in the offseason. Right. Some people thought going to Columbus, he might want to stay. I thought there's absolutely no chance he's going to Nashville. And he went to Nashville. I thought he was going to Vegas because he wanted to play with Stone. Yeah. that the, Vegas could have made that work by maybe trading like Pacioretty or something as a cap dump. But they didn't. Whatever. You're allowed to stick with your team. And You're going to see Pacioretty soon on my list. Well, yeah. maybe then, soon. Dezingle 
He was traded too to Columbus from Ottawa. Yeah. And Dezingle had absolutely no interest in staying, even though he didn't make it public. You know why? Why? Because he didn't sign until July 13th, 12 days after initial free agency. And that's because he wanted to play for a good team. So I think okay. Columbus might not have admitted this, but they knew they were losing everybody, and all they, and then they're like, we got to sign somebody. So they went out and they got Nyquist. I think that was all no. planned. Okay, fair. But I think what I what I like meant was when they built their team, when they acquired Zingle, they're like, there's no way he's leaving. Like, Duchesne said he wants to leave. Fine. Panarin and Bobrovsky might as well just literally, like, told them. Like, they sold their houses. They might as well just, like, went up to the GM and said, like, we don't like you, and the coach, and says, like, we're leaving. Yeah. Not, I'm kidding, by the way, in that. But Dezingle never made it public. So I think Columbus is like, oh, he's totally going to stay on our team. So only when the offseason rolls around and he waits 12 days, they're like, oh, shoot, we need to make a move. So when I said when they built their team, I meant when they were acquiring these guys. I meant when they said, okay, we're going to take a risk. They thought, there's no way Dezingle leaves. He hasn't made it public. And I, I really couldn't see him wearing any other uniform in the NHL. I agree with you. But when was Gustav Nyquist signed? July 1st. I'm, what? He was signed on July 1st. Gustav Nyquist signed in Columbus on July 1st. If they thought Dezingle was going to stay... I don't think they wanted to bring in both of those forwards. I don't think they would have done well, that. Let me ask you this. So I'm fully what? convinced that they knew Dezingle was going to walk. Well, let me ask you this. What if they signed Nyquist not to be a first-line player? He would have been regardless. They don't have a better left winger. Dezingle's not a winger. If no, you said that they knew that he would have left because of they. You said your argument was Dezingle left. They knew Dezingle left because they signed Nyquist. But what I'm saying is they might have signed Nyquist, but they might not have signed Nyquist to be to fill that spot. Do you I understand, understand where I mean? you're coming from, but. Who was going to play first line left wing then? What was their plan? To have Dezingle. Or maybe start Dezingle at the right. But then Nyquist is playing first line anyway. Well, look. I don't know for a fact what they wanted to do with the team. I just feel like... Well, at least I wasn't expecting him to leave. And I feel like maybe... You know, neither were they. Maybe they signed Likewise to not, like I said, to not play first line. Maybe they said, like I said, you could be a really good first line in the future, maybe when we need it most. Or you could be one of the best second line left wings out there. But I don't really think he was ever meant to be in the spot that he is. I just don't think that's possible because Dezingle wasn't going to play left wing anyway. 
So then you might say they hope to keep Panera. Well, of course they hope to keep Panera, but they couldn't. Anyway, I think we should move on. Yeah. Who do you have? At 27? Yeah. I have Anders Lee. Basically, same reasons you said. Not going to get into it much. You know, would have loved to see him play with Tavares and Barzal. He just got a monster seven-year yeah. extension, and he's now the captain. But I don't think he's living up to it. He's not. I mean, Barzell is chilling here at, like, our number eight and seven, six best centers, and she's not the captain. Yet Lee can chill here at our 29, 28th, and, like, 27th best center and is the captain. That's a bit messed up to me. Well, I know no, you might you, you don't say the captain is the best player. player. That's not how it works. Yeah, I know. And I know it's not like maybe you want someone experienced, someone that can make others better. I just feel like when given the opportunity for a leadership role, Barzell would exceed in it. Like excel, not exceed. Fair. Anyways, go on. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Who do you have at 26? I have Parise. Now, you had him, I think, at 30 or 29, like really low. Well, not really low, but low. Pretty low. Okay, mine's at 26, so it's not that big of a difference. But basically, like you said, but I do respect his career. And that has me at 26. If you can throw a great career and still be your team's best left winger after the highs and the lows and everything, I think you deserve to be 26. He's 35. So he's pretty old. And I feel like he has been with the team when he, when they were good, bad, and everything in between. And the fact that he had, I'm just going to reiterate, the fact that he had a great career and is still the best left wing, it says something, A, about the Wild in general, and B, about Parise. Yes, that's legit. At 26, I have Montreal's Thomas Tatar. Tatar used to be one of my favorite left wingers. Same here. Until I just didn't like his playing style anymore. So I have no disrespect to Tatar. But um, the way he plays the game is very, he's, he's quite, he's good. But I just think he could change some minor things. I'm not going to get into it right now. Maybe things yeah. like, you know. I might just be hallucinating here, but looking for players that are open or, you know, just finding the right way to skate with the puck yeah, could make him a bit better. So I have my 26. Okay, now here's 25. I have Brady Tuchuk of the Ottawa Senators. Now, like we said before, this could have been Dezingle. We could have had Duchesne. Could have, should have, would have. But they don't. And it's ready to chuck. Not really much I could say except for, meh, he's okay. You know what I mean? He's got potential. Yeah, he's got potential. Ottawa's not looking to win now. Kind of the same deal as Bertuzzi. Meh. He's really like, meh. That's better than bad. Yeah. Uh... Sorry to cut you off, but if I could explain meh in the form of a player and not a word, it'd be ready to chuck. Okay. Well said. At 25, I have Nick Foligno of the Blue Jackets, I guess. So I actually don't even have Gustav Nyquist on my list here. 
I decided yeah. to go with Felino because he's a veteran. He's had an amazing career. And I think he deserves a shout-out. So, Columbus, somehow running with Corpusalo and Net, they are pulling wins together. Or were wow. before the season went on hiatus. But, I don't know. They're left-wingers, Nyquist and Felino. They're okay. They're meh. Yeah. Yeah, really. 25 is a very meh position. Yeah. Not position, but number. You guys know what I mean. At 24, I have Tatar. Now, you spoke about him, but being a Leafs fan, you watch a lot of Leafs games. Even even when I admired the Lightning, I, I'm not even going to say liked, I still went to Leafs games. Yeah. You know, I still watch Leafs games. And I remember my first ever one, my dad took me. We were playing Montreal. And I remember the big rivalry. And we ended up winning... Three to two in OT, but I remember Tatar had a great night. He didn't score. He didn't get an assist, but he had. This was a few years back, by the way. But uh, he had. A, I feel like he had amazing energy. He put some nice shots. He made some nice passes, and I feel like even watching today, and I'm always like, oh no, that guy Tatar was on the ice. I remember saying that to my dad, like. Oh, shoot, Tatar's on the ice again. And that kind of stuck with me. I feel like I, I kind of disagree with what you said. I think his play style is fine. And he has this energy that I can't deny. And I like him. And he's at 24 for me. Yeah, I just think small improvements can move me even higher up my list. At 24, yeah, well, I have San Jose's Evander Kane. Now... I don't got much to say about Evander Kane. I've never been the biggest fan. He plays the physical type of game. I'm more about the skillful, speedy type of game. Yeah. But, anyway, he's a great player to have. He fits really well with the Sharks, and right now I can't see him anywhere else. Well said. I didn't see it from that perspective before because I was always like, I don't even have him on my, I don't even have him on my left wing. I might have him as a right wing. But I don't even have him on my left wing, and I'll check my right wing list. And um, and when I was deciding, by the way, I haven't made this clear, but if there are two great guys like Point and Stamkos, both of them can play left wing center. I said, well, which one is better? You can be your primary position, while the other isn't. Yeah, I don't even have Kane on my list because I always thought, well. Like you said, I also perform more of that speedy skill. Like, can beat you not by the physical act of, I'm going to beat you up, but more, I'm going to beat you by skating past you and scoring on you. And I've never really liked this play, kind of like what you said with the tar. But that's a good perspective, and I didn't really see it from that way. For me, at number 23, I have the one, the only, the Trevor Moore. Now look. Trevor Moore was, is, as a Leafs fan, he's such an exciting player. And he's such a good player. So you ask why he's at 23? He's not ready to be a left wing, in my opinion. He's not. He's just not ready. Sorry, to be a left wing? Not to be a left wing. To be a first line left wing. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. That makes sense. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's He'll get there, though. Sad to see him walk, but it is what it is. Yeah. 
I'm also curious to see which Sharks player you end up having on your list. Have you said one yet? No, you haven't, right? No, I haven't. All right, all right. So, um, waiting anxiously for that. At 23, I have uh, defending Stanley Cup champion Jaden Schwartz of the St. Louis Blues. There was also Braden Shen, a toss-up between him and Braden Shen. But I went with the guy that was drafted by St. Louis and will be a blue forever, and that's Jaden Schwartz. We don't know that, but we hope that. I hope so. I'm not, I'm no. not, I'll just shoot you straight. With all due respect to St. Louis's left wingers, I'm not the greatest fan of them. I think they're good, but like, you know, if you're going to have players who have less skill, they might as well have more physicality. And I just feel like Braden Shen is just the most, like he's not good at anything, nor bad at everything. He's average at absolutely everything. When it comes to body checking, to stealing the puck, to breakaways, to slap shot, to wrist shot, to, to skill, to stick handling, to speed. I feel like he's all, all around average. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to excel at something, make your name known, then you might be in the top 20. But he falls a bit short. But I have hope in yeah. him. Sorry to cut you off. Continue. Yeah, I just have hope in him. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You're going to see that I have him in my top 20. Um, We'll get to that. But for me at 22, I have Debrincat. I hope I pronounced that name right. Yeah. Now, look. Debrincat, I feel like in a few years he could be good. But I'm really afraid. I'm really, really afraid that... He is just, I feel like everybody's hyping the man up. You know, he's saying in a few, like I said, he's going to be really good in a few years. He's only 22, but I'm really afraid he's going to be like his teammate Dylan Strome, and he's just going to bust. And I feel like eh, he's been a bit of a bust, so he's at 22. And I guess a bit of that is fear. A bit of that is just, you know, my opinion. Well, really, all of this is my opinion, but in a few years, maybe, but not right now. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty well said, I gotta admit. At 22, I have Edmonton's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I have no idea who I'm gonna put at Edmonton right wing, but I'll figure it out. Um, anyway, McDavid and Jerry Seidel, pretty sure you can only choose one. I I saw Drysaddle left wing eligibility. Are you sure? Maybe he had right wing also. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then maybe I'll have Drysaddle right wing. But that's in a future episode. Stay tuned for that. Hopkins to me was not a bust, nor was he a good pick. He was just average, and I think he's had some solid impacts. So if I were an Edmonton fan, Eugene Hopkins is a, is a good kid. He's a, he's a good player. Yeah, and you're going to see I have him at, well, on another position. At this point, it's really like you can't have someone at defense, basically, that's a forward. So at this point, you know he's going to be at right wing if I say a different position. So I might as well just say he is a right winger. And I do believe Dreisaitl is eligible as a winger. I'm not, I'm not exact. Entirely sure. At 21 for me, though, I have Skinner. Just Jeff Skinner. Now, I have a friend, a close friend, that's a Sabres fan. And I just feel like Skinner hasn't really lived up to the hype. You know what I mean? Not that he was ever hyped up like a crazy amount. 
But I just feel like he's not deserving to play with Jack Eichel, someone at six. Kind of like Dylan Larkin and Bertuzzi. He's not worth playing with Dylan Larkin. And I feel the same for Eichel and Skinner. Yeah. But I do feel Skinner can play decently with any line mates, which is a good quality to have. Yeah. Yeah, so what are we at? 21. I know you had him lower on the list, and I was actually a bit surprised as to why you had him lower on the list. But I had JT Miller. I was debating putting him lower, like 23, 24, maybe even 25. But I just used a couple things that, like, told me, like, no, you should put him at 21. One of them was his success this year. We've been doing fantasy, and I've seen his stats, and they're crazy. I mean, crazy good than what I expected. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, the Canucks have had success. Only this year, though, I feel like. Yeah, but we're ranking it as of this year, so, you know. True, true. And also, he's not even in the top 20, so I'm not even saying he's amazing. Yeah. But he's kind of like Corpus Salo. He's a guy that I thought wasn't the greatest, and he proved me wrong. Yeah, well, for me at 20, I have someone that, look, for me, I had Miller at 30, so that's considerably lower. And this next player, Schwartz, he was at, like, what, 23 for you? He wasn't, like, that low, but he was still low enough for me to just... I feel like St. Louis has the same deal as, like, Winnipeg. They have four great forwards, and I can only choose and I can cut one. So I'm not going to say which one, although I think if you know who the only two left are, you can get Tarasenko and Shen. I think you can guess who I cut. But for me, Schwartz, the defending Stanley Cup champion, like you said, he was drafted by the Blues. And I feel like he has that, like, you know what? We are the three seed. We're going to win it all. You know what? We're the worst team. Eh, it doesn't matter. We'll be champions in a few months. Obviously, I'm kidding, and there was no way of knowing that. But I feel like he hadn't given up hope. And he kept on playing his hardest. And for me, that stands out. And he's not a great player, but he's not a bad player. And he's at 20. And I would just like to mention, this is where my cutoff starts. Like, I had 25 and 15. This is where the players are good, not just decent. Sorry, is Jalen Schwartz qualified as a good player or a decent player? Good. Good, all right. So, I'm going to say my cutoff is, you know what? I'll be a tough judge, a bit higher up the list. So, we'll get to that when we get there. Okay. First player cracked my top 20 is Vegas' Riley Smith. He's had an excellent season, scored a lot of goals, got a lot of points, played very, very well. And it's toss-up between him, Pacioretty, you know, some other guys. But I went with him. I've always liked his game especially out of the expansion draft. And I'm happy he had the success of almost winning Stanley Cup. I respect that. And I do agree was, like, out of the expansion draft. I think he played one of the biggest, if not the biggest, contributions in the playoff run. I don't know. He just, he might not have scored as much. He still scored, but he might not have scored as much. But he helped, you know, in, just let me give you an example. In baseball... There's something called defensive runs saved, where you can measure how many runs you get and how many runs you save. Kind of like in football. You can measure how much a quarterback, you know, or like in basketball. You can measure how many points you have, but you can also measure steals and blocks. 
And I feel like it, if there was a category for like a defense, we always joke about offensive defensemen. He's a defensive offenseman. And he saved a lot of goals. Kind of like how Bergeron did this year in the playoffs. And he put Matthews and Tavares in check. I feel like, I feel like that's what he did as well. But I did go with someone else, and you're going to see they're higher up on my list. And I'll explain why there. For me at 29, I have Raquel. Now, he's a very young player. He could be a top 15, top 10, top 5 even in a few years' time. But I don't think he's there yet. I think we need to wait, and in time he will. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, in case there was mis- uh, confusion. Joan, I believe you misspoke when you said it coming in at 29. I think you meant coming in at 19. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. At 19, I have probably my sixth favorite forward on the Leafs, William Nylander. If you're curious who I have above, a fifth list forward is probably Zach Hyman. Fourth, got to go with um, Kasperi Kapanen. And then we go... Third with Tavares, second second with Marner, and first with Matthews. But that's besides the point. Wait, um, a, sorry to cut you off, and I'm really actually sorry because you were in the middle of explaining. But I just want to clarify if it's not clear why you say, well, why did Nathan have, you know, like Hyman and Kapanen ahead? Uh, uh, you know, he just said Nylander's the sixth, but he's ahead of Kapanen and Hyman. Those are his favorite, not the best. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. I should have mentioned that. Favorite in terms of how they play, not how good yeah. they are. Yeah, so, like how you said. Yeah, so William Nylander takes my 19 spot. Um, He's a two-way player. I don't like how he waited so long to sign that contract a couple years back. I think that's kind of childish. Same with Mitch Marner. But anyway, we got him. He's playing decent hockey. I'm sad to say that if the Leafs need to clear up money, he might be an option. But it is what it is. And he makes a top 20, so good for him. Technically, Nylander is only 24. He's, like, technically a child. Well, no, he's not. But he's a young adult. But I just feel like I'm not grading their contracts. I'm grading them as a player, and you are too. I get what you mean. I just feel like if someone wants money, then they got to give them money. Yeah. He's a talented player. For me at 18, I have Hurdle. Now, you said you wanted to know who I had from San Jose. Hurdle. I like how Hurdle, for me, can score goals, yet still has a bit of that physical aspect. And I feel like he is a budget version, like a, cheap, like a poor man's Brad Marchand. Maybe that's overstating it. But I just feel like... You know, he's like a budgetary version of can score goals and can fight. Not fight, but be physical. And I feel like Hurdle checks my boxes. I don't love fighting, but I will admit it is a valuable asset to a team. So he's at 18. 18, I have Ottawa's Brady Kachuk. Up-and-coming player with potential. I feel like he has another chance to become what he's meant to be. And, you know, he doesn't get to play with great players. 
But I have high hopes for him, and I really think he is a top 20 center and a top 20 left winger right now. I really do. Yeah, well said. So for me, at 17, I have William Nylander. Now, I know you had him a bit lower, but I gotta say, he has made one of the best, if not the best, comeback I've ever seen. He had such a bad year. Well, not such a bad, but not his money and not his caliber player type of year. But for me, I think that was just because he took so much time off. I don't think that was him as a player. And he's a great player, and he barely misses my top 50. Cool. So at 17, I have Chicago Sox to bring Cat. I have loved to bring Cat for a while. Now, it might be because he plays with, like, Taze and Kane, so they might make him better. I understand that. But now I feel like what he's learned from those guys, Taze and Kane, with his skills, he can go play anywhere. And I'm excited to see what the rest of his career holds. Yeah, well said. For me at 16, I know I might... So, in case you didn't see the other two positions, I got really mad at Nathan for having Matt Murray at 6, but he returned the favor by getting really mad at me for having Ryan O'Reilly at 25. And I feel like you're going to get mad at me with this one because I know he was hot top 10 set center for you, and that's Sebastian Ajo. Now, for me, Ajo is 16 because, really, he led the charge in Carolina, but, you know, I wasn't really hearing his name that much before that. You know what I mean? I wasn't hearing Carolina's name before that much. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense. And I feel like Ajo is a great player, and he has a lot of good in store on him. But I just feel like he's not there yet. He'll be there, but he's not there yet. So I'm not going to lie to you. I can't imagine that you have 15 better left-wingers than Sebastian Ajo. But we will get there next episode, and I will ask you some questions because I'm curious. Not because I don't like you, but because I'm curious. Yeah. The friendly dispute. Yeah, friendly dispute. At 16, I have Florida's Jonathan Huberto. I would have loved to put him higher. 16 was the lowest I was willing to go. But I was like, you know, I could have done Hoffman too, but, you know, the guy plays with a team with Barkov, Dadanov, Ekblad's decent, Sergei Bobrovsky's a phenomenal goalie. And, I mean, he almost makes the top 15. Like, he's in the top half of the league, technically, because there's 31 teams. Right. He's right in the middle. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So, I gave him the honors at 16. Now, I just want to ask, would you consider, maybe you misspoke, but you said I could have put Hoffman. Does that mean you were debating of have? Sorry, Joan, I think you cut out there. I'm assuming your question was, does that mean you were debating putting Hoffman over Huberto. Yeah, I was debating it, but I didn't end up doing it. If you're going to ask where I would have put him, probably a bit lower down the list. Maybe at, like... Probably at, like, 21 or 22, honestly. So, um, once again, we are sorry for the technical difficulties, if there were any. And, yeah, Jonah, yeah, I think that's all. Let's hit the locker room, or in this case, stay at home.